When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and Jerry's even here. Dave's not. No one even knows where Dave is right now, but Jerry's here, and that's good. <laughs> yeah. And this is Short Stuff about jaywalking. You jay. Yeah, uh, I, I think I want to start this out by saying that our mutual friend who shot Stuff You Should Know TV shows, the DP, uh-huh. Scott Ippolito, yeah. uh, when we lived in L.A. together, he got a jaywalking ticket one day. <laughs> Man, that is so Scott. And I was like, what? They do that? And he said, they do that. I could see Scott's face when he actually got a ticket and it was sinking in that he was getting a ticket for jaywalking. That's great, great stuff, man. And I think it wasn't uh, even like crossing against the crosswalk sign. I think he literally just crossed the street where he shouldn't have. The cop's like, I don't like like your face. Yeah, he's got a great face too. Supposedly, that's a thing, too, that we'll we'll talk about later, that jaywalking is not um, equitably doled out among the different different types of people yeah. in the United States, which is sucky. But at the same time, Chuck, um, we should probably start at the beginning of jaywalking because jaywalking hasn't always been around because cars haven't always been around. And jaywalking doesn't really exist without the context of cars. Because, thanks to a really interesting Vox article that we found, um, it turns out the automobile industry is behind the creation and criminalization of the concept of jaywalking. Before, it was just, uh, here's the street, you're a pedestrian, which means you basically own the street, go ahead and cross wherever you want. Yeah, so shout out to Vox and our old pals from HowStuffWorks.com for this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I couldn't derive from the Vox article well, uh, let's just go ahead and say this. The term J back then mm-hmm. was a name, if you were like a rube uh-huh. or a nudge or a hick, you would be called a J a lot of times. It was a it, name for somebody like that. It was very derogatory. That's my new one. <laughs> you can call someone a J? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, but people were called J drivers, uh, or they were known as J driving. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like fo- uh, Vox had it the other way around and that jay driving came about after the term jaywalking and i couldn't figure out which it was i couldn't either okay, but they good. they were so very close that they were um pretty much created almost at the same time but they were both born it seems like out of this conflict between automotive drivers yeah uh, car drivers we might call them today and pedestrians, people who are just walking around. Because like I was saying before, the street belonged to everybody. And there were like horse-drawn carriages and all that stuff. But for the most part, people were on foot. And the first people who were driving cars were super rich um, uh, gadflies, basically. Like F. Scott Fitzgerald types. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were the sure. ones who were driving automotives at the, at the at first. And so there was certainly class resentment out of the out of the gate, but there was also more than anything resentment for people who were just zipping through um, these streets that were crowded with people, including children playing in the street because that was a normal thing to do. Um, and so there was a tension almost out of the gate between drivers and pedestrians. 
yeah, I mean, the drivers essentially were like, get off the road. Mm-hmm. And the walkers were like, wait a minute, the roads belong to us. Right. And they said, no, that's why we started building sidewalks. And the walkers were like, what? You want us to walk over there on that little four-foot span when we've lived our whole life in the streets? There's cracks there that I can't <laughs> step on. Uh, the term J-driving, I think it may have been first, though, because this was like the 1920s when the automobile really started to come on the scene and started, like, making a legit claim to the streets. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like J-driving was in an actual newspaper in 1905, and the uh, Kansas uh, Junction City Union and the Kansas City Star talked about J-driving. So I think that may have been first. And this was driving on the wrong side of the road. Mm-hmm. And then initially, jaywalking meant just being rude on the sidewalk and, like, not... I don't know if it was right or left based, but basically walking in a way that wasn't appropriate on the sidewalk. Yeah, that's the How Stuff Works spiel. If you read that Vox article, it's basically saying that um, jaywalkers were called that for getting in the way of cars. It was a derogatory term for people who didn't know better to stay out of these new awesome um, cars way. And then in response, people called jay, like people driving cars, jay drivers because they didn't. It was just a retaliatory term, from what I could tell. So this shall be known henceforth as the great House Stuff Works Fox brawl. Yeah, exactly. 2022. Between J House Stuff Works and J Vox. (laughs) Uh, But the long and the short of it is that once this started to be a thing, the automobile industry got involved and their lobby and their money got involved. Mm -hmm. And they got together with local police forces and they started a initially like a shame campaign. Yeah. Didn't they? To like shame people that were jaywalking. Yeah, there was apparently the National Automobile Chamber of Commerce who had the bright idea of creating a free wire service for local journalists where the journalists would send in the details of like a um of a of a like a, a car accident, like a pedestrian hit by yeah. a car. And the the um, wire service would send them back a full article. Go ahead and run it. You can put your name on it if you want. But it would put the onus on the pedestrian. It would talk about how the pedestrian was a dummy for not getting out of the way of the car. It was the pedestrian's fault. And they were like, that was the level of like underhandedness that this campaign was taking. Yeah. And as far as the shame campaign, it was literally on the streets. Like they would advise police officers to shout them down, to blow their whistles at them and like call attention to them. There were like legit, you know, 1940s, 50s style propaganda posters about jaywalking that they would put up. And all of a sudden the pedestrian was was, uh, you know, persona non grata in the United States. Yeah, and then in very short order, they started making crosswalks, and then in very short order after that, there were laws that were passed that said this is where the only place you can cross the street and be within the letter of the law. And as, as a result, cars came to dominate streets for the first time ever, pretty quickly after they were invented and introduced. And I say we take a break and then talk about those laws that kind of came up as a result of that automotive industry lobbying. Let's do it. Well, now, when you're on the road, driving in your truck, why not learn a thing or two from Josh and Chuck? It's Stuff You Should Know. Stuff You Should Know. All right. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. 
Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jin, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so back in 1925, Herbert Hoover, apparently, who was the Commerce Secretary at the time before he was president, he wrote up a uniform law that that guided pedestrian um, behavior in the hopes that everybody would just adopt this law and it would make sense. But instead, a patchwork of not just state laws, but municipal laws arose. So depending on where you are in the country, the law is going to be radically different from somewhere else in the country about whether you're in the right or the wrong for getting hit by that car. Yeah. I mean, that's still this thing today. Like, it depends on what city you're in. And this is, you know, like you said, even sometimes small towns and municipalities, all the way up to big cities, there are, uh, like in New York, it's people jaywalk. That's the only way you can get anywhere in New York is if you just kind of do your own thing. And I've never seen anyone get busted for it. It seems like that it's acceptable to do there. Um, in Los Angeles, it's weird. Like people will will stop, and if there's no cars coming, they will sit there. They will stand there and wait at a crosswalk uh, crosswalk until it turns. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much less pedestrian friendly than New York is, obviously. But depending on where you are, it's either a faux pas to do it or it's downright illegal. Uh, if you're talking right of way. It's anybody's guess sometimes who technically legally has the right of way. Uh, there's an old saying that the right of way is something you give, not take, mm-hmm. especially when you're in a car and someone's walking. I think you should always sort of be nice and defer to the person walking. Right. Don't you think? Yeah, of course. I mean, and the overall the overall point of this is that 
if you're driving a car, you're not really in any sort of danger of being harmed yourself if you get in an accident with a pedestrian. But a pedestrian is in a lot of danger for getting hit by a car. And so you, as the operator of the car, have a responsibility to look out for pedestrians. And then conversely, you as a pedestrian, just for out of a sense of self-preservation, have a responsibility not just walk in front of cars and presume they're going to stop. Yeah, because here's a stat, uh, 3% of traffic incidents involved pedestrians, but 14% of traffic deaths are pedestrians. Mm -hmm. And I think 70% of those fatalities are outside of intersections, just people crossing the street or whatever, wherever they want. Yeah. So the the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration put together a, a publication called Pedestrian Safety Enforcement Operations and You, colon, a how-to guide. I added the and you part. <laughs> okay. And um, they basically it, it instructs cops to just go ahead and cite um, everybody, cite the driver and the pedestrian if there's any kind of accident. But they recommend um, really bringing the hammer down on drivers because they're the ones who who are going to cause the most damage. So they sure. really need to be taught to be on the lookout for pedestrians, even if the the car has the right of way. The This How Stuff Works article makes a really great point. Um, regardless of any local laws of who's right or who's wrong, if you're a driver and you hit a pedestrian, it doesn't matter whether you're in the right or wrong. You just hit somebody and, and yeah. maybe seriously injured or maybe even killed them. And that's a life-changing event. So forget the laws. Just look out for pedestrians at all times. Maybe if you actually do hit somebody, you can look into local laws to see what the deal is or have your lawyer do it. But up to that point, you should be looking out for pedestrians. And if you're a pedestrian, you should never, ever, in a million years, ever be looking at your cell phone when you step off of a curb and cross the street. It is one of the dumbest, most easily avoidable things that you can do, and yet it happens everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there are towns that have, and cities that have, I think, distracted pedestrian laws on the books for stuff just like that, right? Yeah, and I also want to put in two cents for um, enforcing... Uh, distracted driver's laws. Like, just seeing people driving around looking at their phone is... It makes me crazy. It makes my my blood boil. Like, if blood could boil, I would say it literally makes my blood boil. Speeding down the highway, just staring into their lap. Oh, my God. 80 miles an hour. It's unbelievable. Yeah, or, like, they'll drop down all of a sudden from 80 to, like, 60 because they're checking their phone now and they're not really paying attention. But, yeah, no matter how you're doing it, it's, it's just wrong, wrong, wrong. You're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah, I used to give a nice little friendly tap at someone in front of me at a red light hadn't gone yet on the horn. Like you, oh, on the horn, I see. Yeah, yeah no, not the bumper. <laughs> but uh, now when I see the head down and they're on the phone, uh, I just I lay on it. I don't care. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I got one more quick story, if okay. I may. Sure. To illustrate yielding to pedestrians, it was Christmas Eve this year, and I was coming down McClendon uh, through the neighborhoods of Atlanta toward Candler Park, and there's kind of a funky pedestrian crossing there that's a little it's not very intuitive and there was a legit elderly couple like maybe in their 80s even sort of like should I go should I not and they shouldn't have but I could tell that they were confused so I stopped and they started to go and a guy coming from the other direction laid on his horn and was like screaming and pointing up at the sign saying they shouldn't be walking as he went by (laughs) on Christmas Eve oh yeah this elderly couple and he was like he didn't look like some young jerk. He was like some middle-aged guy. I think he had a normal middle-aged passenger. Like, uh, you got to look out for punk. them. 
Yeah, they're the worst, actually. Yeah, those are the ones you have to look out for the most. Oh, it just made me so mad. I couldn't believe that this guy just blew through there. Like, what it would have cost him to just let this whole couple pass. I know. And you see Ugh. that so much. Everybody's so, much. so keyed up these days, but it seems like middle-aged I mean, I dudes it. are the most keyed up of all. I know. It's a time to be keyed up. the stuff, you know? Uh, it's a time to be keyed up, which also means it's a time to be kinder than ever, you know? Yeah, that's good advice, Chuck. All righty, I'm done. Off the soapbox. I've got one more thing. Apparently, there was a 2012 study um, that looked at how jaywalking is enforced among um, races. Oh, and right. depending on the town you're in, uh, you are much likelier to be cited for jaywalking if you're a person or color of color. Yeah. Uh, Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, is the one that's usually trotted out as a um, as the uh, the the shameful um, poster child for this. But the eighty nine percent of people back in two thousand twelve who were cited for jaywalking were black, despite only twelve point four percent of the population of Sh- Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, being black. For shame. So, and it's not just them. There's like this happens in towns all over the country. But yep. it's um it's like bad enough to get a ticket for jaywalking, but if, if it's not being doled out evenly, then that is even worse, you know? Agreed. Be careful out there, be nice to people. That's all I got. I think that's good. Well then uh, that means everybody's short stuff is out. Stuff you should know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.